Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to The Mitchin. We have returned uh, with uh, good thanks to our new partner, The Projects. Um, but let me tell you, we've made some changes and I think you're going to like them. Take a listen to the all-new The Mitchin. You're listening to The Mitchin, the food podcast that tells you where to hunt and who's a cunt. Hosted by Andrew Levins. Hi there, I'm Levins and welcome to The Mitchin. Each week we take you behind the pass of Sydney's hottest restaurants and let you know what Australia's best chefs are really like underneath that apron. This week we're sitting down and getting comfortable with a Sydney-based chef who calls himself the Prince of Pasta. It's the one and only Mitchell Orr. He's cooking with jats and winning some hats. Let's have some chats. Yeah, this is Mitchell from Acme. If I was to describe myself as a beverage, I would be... Fuck, do I have to say this? Yes, Mitch, say the fucking line. If I was to describe myself as a beverage, I would be a hot toddy. Ask anyone in the know where they go to get an exciting fusion of artisanal Italian and bespoke modern Asian cuisine, and they'll tell you one place. Acme. Joining me today is the head chef, co-owner, and the M in Acme, Mitch Orr. Mitch, the listeners want to know, where do you come up with your crazy ideas? Oh, God, I don't know, Lebs. They just come to me. <laughs> Next question. What inspired you to become a chef? <sighs> I needed a job, Lebs. What food trends are going to be big in 2017? Oh, fucking hell. Probably freak shakes all over again. What's it like being a woman in the food industry? That's actually really great. Who are the most important influencers in the Sydney food scene? Fuck's sake, pass. Where can I go for the perfect flat white in Sydney? You know what, Lebs? Fuck this, man. What would you say is the most exciting thing about working with the projects? Fucking hell. Lebs, you know what? You said it was a good idea to come back. Fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck the projects. I'm fucking out. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Mitchin. We are back for real, and we're not what we for were. For realsies. For realsies. It's just the classic guys just doing the classic antics that you know and love. Nothing new, <laughs> nothing different. We just uh, we have a new business partner. We, do, we, are, we are doing stuff with the projects in, uh, in Paddington. We're going to start recording uh, in their space and kind of working with them on, Basically, on this. Basically, they're going to do all the hard work, and we're going to do nothing. Yeah. They, and they, then, hopefully, the idea is that we can really sell the fuck out. <laughs> but they, they, but they, they, you know, they, they, they threw us a... Um, 
like a, a, a flotation a, a flotation device. The mission was drowning in the middle of the ocean, um, and uh, they threw us a flotation device and saved us. They're going to do all the editing and all the stuff that I hate doing. Uh, help help promote us a little bit. So yeah, yeah. so it'll be a nice natural kind of uh, partnership that won't affect the podcast in any way. No, just help make life a bit easier and make it a bit more achievable. Means we can do more video stuff too. Anyway, my yeah. name is Andrew Levins. His name is Mitchell Orr. What up? And uh, we are the Mitchin. Um, what we do each every time we I mean I, I don't want to say each week because I know we probably won't stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we uh, we talk about food in Sydney. We talk about drinks in Sydney. We talk about chefs in Sydney. We talk about yeah. food. We talk about stuff. It's a food podcast. Things. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about. Uh, a new craft beer line by one of Australia's uh, leading politicians. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, our favorite chefs to follow on Instagram versus what GT told us to follow on Instagram. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, restaurant therapy. Yeah. Basically, we're just going to rip off a whole bunch of shit that's been online and talk about it. Yeah, but in a very, very special, unique, um, hot takey way. <laughs> we we're going to have some, have some music stuff at the end, too. And Mitch is going to sing some songs. We're going to sing some songs. Um, but, uh, you know, Mitch, it's, it's been a few months since we recorded together. It's been a few months already. Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it like, feels honestly, like... a week feels like a month to me. Yeah, so. this is true. I've been, uh, I've been on tour with um, Bewitched. <laughs> You've been on tour with every 90s act that's ever existed. Um, and... Uh, Last time I did a big '90s tour with the Venga Boys, I'm, I was we were still kind of doing the Mitchin, so I spent every spare moment on ah, tour right. hanging out with other that's people in restaurants. What, what killed the Mitchin? Uh, it was that was a good run, but uh, yeah, it was exhausting, and it was very good not doing that this time. Actually, just going out, <laughs> eating places, getting drunk, and going home instead of getting drunk and then recording a three-hour podcast and then having to edit a six-hour yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what have you been doing the last few months? Just working, bro. Same old, same old, same old. At Acme, obviously. Yeah, at Acme, Brose a little bit here and there. Yeah, nothing's really changed. It's um, It's been the same, really. It was like, you know, Christmas and everything. And then into January, we had our staff party a couple of weeks ago. Um, my sous chef's just gone on holidays, Lil, for a month. So Mitch is actually so working this I'm week. I'm actually working for a month, which is a bit of a nightmare. But, you know, it's it's all good. The harsh realities the of harsh being reality. a famous chef in yeah. Sydney. The um, Prince of Pasta himself. Yeah, we're actually recording on my birthday. So oh, yeah, fuck. Happy birthday to Mitch. How old are you? Uh, 33 going on 74 going on 17. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say two things and they're probably going to contradict each other. Yep. One, send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> and two, it's also International Women's Day. So shout out to all the women in our lives that make yeah, us, so, so men, keep us humble. Men send Mitch nudes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's International Women's Day and they shouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> every day is International Women's Day in my book, bro. Uh, and does that mean it's also your birthday every day? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, you did like a, a, a chef's for Syria dinner? Cook, cooks for, for Syria. Cook for yeah, Syria. cook for Syria. So um, basically it was an initiative that got started in London. I already, I forget all the details of exactly who did what and that kind of thing. But a bunch of chefs got together to help raise money for displaced children in Syria due to all the shit, the terrible shit that's going on over there. Um, and then it sort of got brought up, Pat, Nurse from Gourmet Traveller knew the um knew the person that organised it in London and sort of got talking about it and then it he says it kind of just took its own got its own legs and went on its own momentum and he didn't really have to do too much and everyone just sort of reached out as soon as word hit the street kind of thing so yeah we did a big launch dinner at Three Blue Ducks last week I think and then for the month of March a bunch of restaurants are putting dishes. 
on their menus with the hashtag cook for Syria next to them and three dollars if not more from every dish will go to UNICEF to help kids in Syria so mm. it's a pretty good initiative you can do a bunch of stuff yourself at home if you want as well you can donate all that kind of shit and then um, Annalise just did took part in Oz Harvest CEO cook-off last night with a bunch of other last night Monday night Annalise is a uh, head chef at Barbrosi, which is yeah, another restaurant. My that, business uh, partner. Yep. And then, um, yeah, with a bunch of other Sydney chefs, which is another great Annalise initiative. Gregory, AG. So there's been a bunch. There's been a bunch of shit going on, really. So the Cook for Syria thing, I've seen a lot of chefs put up some pretty involved dishes that they put together for the for the dinner that they now got. Yeah. You know, we've got, I know because other chefs were like, you know, Clayton from Automata, Clayton, Peter Gilmore, Kylie Kwong, Matt Lindsay, Paul Carmichael, the Ducks Boys. David Thompson, Ross Lusted, pretty, pretty few heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like some pretty amazing involved dishes. Mitch, tell me what your super involved Syrian jats, influence is. <laughs> what did you, you know put I'm on jets? Tra- you, know, you know I'm not trying to work hard. <laughs> all these people, like Ross put, Ross did it. We all did share food, right? Uh-huh. And like I'm not going to, I'm happy to take the, the lower dishes. I was just like, I'll just do canapes and get it out of the way, you know? I did jats, Syrian-inspired jats and some vine leaves. What do you put on a Syrian-inspired jats? Like, I did marinated peppers. Right. And that kind of, thi- and that kind of thing. And, and so then that's did on, a vine leaf on. thing as well. And the, the, those and jats, the jats are, are on, now on the menu at Acme, yeah. And, um, you know, Clayton decided he wanted to peel eight kilos of grapes. Like, good luck <laughs> to you, bro. Well done. <laughs> that like, loves, just, he loves peeling he loves little peeling things. peeling fucking things. Like, I'll just put some <laughs> shit on jats. Ross lasted plated a dessert for 150 people that had about 37 items on it. Well, I don't understand. (laughs) Just put shit on jets. Just put shit on jets, man. (laughs) Make your life easy. Shit. (laughs) So how many variations on, on, on jets have you done at Acme? So since, uh, since you started, what was it? What was the first jets dish that started it all? The first one we did was like, what was going on in your fucking mind when uh, you put that crazy shit together? Krillin? Crazy. Well, I just wanted to do something that was like an easy little snack for people to have with their first drink or first cocktail and just get something on the table quickly. So, you know, we like to play on nostalgia and that kind of thing. And Jats is about as nostalgic as it gets. And it's also like one of the greatest crackers of of, yeah, of, of our the, times. The greatest It's cracker. the entertainer. Yeah. And so, you know, Cabanossi and cheese. So we sort of took that idea and we did a a really nice little uh, um, cacciatorini salami, mm-hmm. mustard butter and a pickled radish. And that was that was the one that took off. And now you can pretty much find jats or some variation in every fucking restaurant in Australia. Oh, really? Almost. Like a lot of people. There's Pat Noyes Instagrammed a jats pie down in Tassie. Oh, yeah. Day, I, 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 had a, I had a slice of that. It was actually it real sick. good. Yeah, yeah, it looks sick. They're pretty good. Uh, is that Sweet Envy that was doing it? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also did a... Um, that pretty med- good that place, Yeah, that's some good, good stuff. Yeah, in, in Hobart. Yeah. Sweet Envy. And I had like a, um, like a pecan... Um, like a pull apart kind of pecan. It was incredible. Yeah, right. it was one of the best things I ever had. It was yeah, nice. And then yeah. there you can also get Jats pie crushed up and mixed through vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's pretty baller. Yeah, yeah, that's good spot. Much. Yeah, we should yeah, do a Hobart episode. When we, we should just go to Hobart and eat. I love Hobart. Yeah, um, projects flights to Hobart, please <laughs> organize that. The new jet setting podcast. <laughs> We're a travel podcast now. We're gonna try. We're gonna do our best. Um, so how many variations on Jats have there been? I don't know, bro. I don't keep count. I don't keep count. 33. One for each of your years. Why not? Why not? Um, so let's, let's get to our first, the first, first thing on our agenda. Um, should we not talk about, 
Well, I mean, one of the things we always bring up <laughs> for some reason, uh, probably because it makes people really angry, which in turn makes us laugh well, a lot. Yeah. And so we keep doing it and the circle of life <laughs> continues. Um, craft beer. It's a uh, hot source of contention on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, I say that it's, it sucks. But really, when I say that, I'm talking about a very particular kind of overly hoppy, disgusting, you know, not not smashable beer. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I have a love for cheap swill basically when it comes yeah. to beer um I, I like drinking as many uh nice freezing cold beers as, as possible and uh it's very few of them uh are, are, are classed as craft yeah, i don't um, drink beer at all so you drink you're, you're a craft tea guy yeah i'm a craft no no you're a hot toddy man <laughs> <laughs> um but what the fuck is a hot toddy by the way <laughs> it's like warm rum right stuff in it i don't know did i should do a song called hot toddy <laughs> i think he did like yeah, recently like a did. shitty dance song yeah. Fuck you, so, Usher. Uh, <laughs> make better music again. Um, he does, actually. Shouts to Usher. Yeah, Usher's pretty good. The projects get Usher to come on the mission. <laughs> Maybe he could re-record our, our theme song. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, uh, you know, I think due to the immediate negative reaction of us hanging shit on craft beer, I, it just inspired me to do it again and again and again. And it's, and like, it's, an, it's like everything we do. In the same way that, you know, putting things on jets is, is easy. Making jokes about craft beer <laughs> is easy. So I'm just going to keep doing it again and again yeah. while, you know, hardworking um, joke artists like Clayton from Automata put <laughs> peel grapes for their jokes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, anyway, we, 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 I guess we are, we've established ourselves as being, you know, at least jokingly anti-craft beer. Yeah. And uh, this week I felt very validated in my decisions <laughs> to not support craft beer. I don't even know if this is like fucking fake news or not. But um, the Courier Mail reported that uh, One Nation Senator Pauline Hansen is set to embark on another venture, putting her name to a line of craft beer. Um, I, she know, div- I know it's International Women's Day, but fuck Pauline Hansen. Yeah, she's not, she's not an international woman. Um, she also, she, we could interview her as, as a restaurateur as well. She had that fish shop. <laughs> um, so they reported that uh, Senator Hansen developed the idea after she was thinking how much she loves to have a drink and a chat with her um, cons- her other racist friends um, I'm, I'm, I'm like making fun of uh, Pauline Hansen for being a dickhead and then I actually can't pronounce this word <laughs> constituents. constituents I did it everybody <laughs> uh, it's believed the beer line will be a way for the outspoken and often controversial Senator to connect with everyday Australians fuck off so, I mean, is this the alignment that craft beer fans are racist? Probably, like, wouldn't surpri- I wouldn't put it past them, let's be honest. Um, how fucked is it that, I mean, like, you know, I don't want to get political, but it, it, like, it, just like it, ma- making fun of craft beer is also, it's, it, it's as easy as making fun of One Nation supporters. But it also is one of those things where it's like you make fun of something all the time thinking that, you know, because you don't know anyone that supports it. But yeah, but that, it starts to gain more and more man, momentum. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what would you do if you went into a bar and on tap was a, was a beer <laughs> called Pauline Hansen? Probably, probably walk out. Like, but at there a, is that thing. Minimum, but what do you do? Like, there is that thing. Like, there is like, you know, that, like that curiosity. There would be, there would be, I'm good. Like, well, there I, would definitely be cunts there drinking it too, you know? But it, the only thing with beer is that like, you, like, you know, if, if, if someone I don't like puts out an album, like if R. Kelly, who is like a, you know, a known shit cunt, but yeah, makes good music, music yeah. I'll, you know, I have no problem illegally downloading his music. Yeah, yeah. I still want to listen to it. I just don't want to support him in any way. But can you illegally download a beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, our, our really good friend Joel Amos, who runs drinks, recently had um, uh, like three cases of Brian wine, which is also made by regular Mitchin guest uh, Mike Benny, um, stolen from his uh, his warehouse. What I'm trying to say is, if you're listening, um, you horrible theft, thief, um, could you please thieve some uh, of Pauline Hanson's craft beer for us to do a review of <laughs> on this show? What what is like? What is the most racist taste? Like, what would the whitest? I, I, yeah, I get because craft beer. I don't know, is, drink drinking craft beer in a fedora, like. <laughs> Melita. Yeah. <laughs> you had Pauline Hanson to the mix. Like it's pretty fucked, but up. like you know, you think of like white tastes, and you think of like the most bland thing ever. But like craft beer is, you know, is for most like you know, it but hits you over the head with like, how disgusting honest, it is. It's all white people making craft beer, and it's definitely white people getting super upset about people not totally. Craft beer. And that's why it's so easy to take shots at craft beer because you know, it, it, especially like I remember someone was like, you know, oh man, you know, you, you, they're, they're just small businesses and blah blah. It's like no, they are privileged to the point that they're able to they uh, fund themselves beer. making yeah. their own beer and sell it. That's like you know, yeah. they're they're allowed to be made fun of as often yeah, as nah, we like. Fuck, fuck craft beer. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to keep you up to date with this story. Um, look, uh, we are looking for sponsors. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> even though I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, you know, if the price is right, price. maybe, <laughs> maybe we could be sponsored by Paul and Hanson craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about Instagram Krillin, uh, also known as at Instacrill. Um, I'm at Levdog on Instagram. Follow us. Um, at one point in my life, I had more followers than Dan Hong and Mitch or combined. Wasn't that a time? It was a great time. And Mitch was jealous of my I followers. Was <laughs> and now I Mitch, was Mitch smashes me. I think you got like almost double my followers. Yeah. Because you're a big famous you're restaurateur baby, now. Too many baby photos, bro. Well, I mean... You change, you change your whole steez. <laughs> you grew up. Every time I, uh, every time I post a photo of, of my kids... Um, it gets mad likes, but I also lose heaps of followers. Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. Um, so there's a um, an article that went up on Gourmet Traveler last week um, called uh, "Top Australian Chefs to Follow on Instagram in 2017." Did you get a nice big bump from being included? I in actually this? did get. I I didn't see it, and then I started getting quite a few random new followers, and I hadn't posted anything in a while, so I was a bit confused. And then I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw the link, so I was like, ah. That explains it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, uh, I think being included in lists like this is, is is really great for for you know for people to expand their yeah, uh, their, hits, their followers and and obviously it hits a different target. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and I'm, demographic. Unfortunately for me, because I have so many different, like, I'm, like they're never going to do a like you know top twenty five dads with confusing income streams. <laughs> <laughs> Post top, top twenty five slashies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. When I when I post too much food, all the people that follow me for music stuff yeah. unfollow me, um, and then vice versa. Nice. It's fucking hard to be me, you guys. It's horrible. Yeah. White people problems there. Eh? <laughs> Pass me a. Pauline Hanson Craft Ale. <laughs> um, so we're going to go through um, the, uh, the, top, the, the top Australian chefs to follow on Instagram in 2017, according to a GT. Um, and uh, Mitch is going to like his, uh, he, you know, how many followers you got, Krillin? 12 and a half. Now. 12 and a half thousand, everybody. Nah, look, just go and check it out. We don't have to go through them all. I think they're all really good to follow. Like, I don't think there's anyone that shouldn't be on there. They're all pretty great. What would you do if Dan Hong was on there? Look, you know, Dan's got enough followers and let's be honest, his Instagram is fucking shit. <laughs> he stopped posting weird do, things. Yeah, do you remember when he tried to beat Brown Cardigan yeah. for two weeks? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the list is like Patrick Friesen, you know, Clayton from Automata, Annalise Gregory, um, Andrew McConnell, 
lemon pie. I, this is actually one of my favorite. Um, yeah, it's good. Like they're all really good. To Yuching with yeah. post. She's the one. She's at the currently. She currently the baker still at the baker at, at Boone uh, Cafe. She still does some stuff at Boone. Yeah. Um, so all that all the amazing like matcha cakes and and croissants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she also oh, she went through a great phase where she just um, posted pictures of like the insides of loaves of bread that she'd cut. Yeah, and she always does croissants as well. Yeah, I love that shit. Christine Manfield, um, Ben Shrury, Instacrill. Def just said we don't need to read them all out. Well, Pick I did know how to use the internet. <laughs> you, you want you want this show to go for an hour? <laughs> I've got to pat it out somehow. <laughs> um, Aaron yeah. from Igni, who we've, I'm a big we've fan got of. plenty of hot content, bro. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, I missed at Mister Nyland, Josh Nyland. We need to have on the show. Pretty yeah, soon. we do. I was thinking about something the other day, a way to get Josh. On the on the program, actually, he wants to do it. We just yeah, gotta, yeah, we just got to ask him. Yeah. We, I, I, well, at the end of last year, I wanted to do. He wanted to get on, and then we stopped. So yeah, totally. You know. um, what's new? His restaurant again, Saint Peter. Saint I still haven't been. You go a lot. It's, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's really good. So uh, and our good mate Monty is on there too. Um, Kolodrovich and uh, Mark Best, Luke Burgess, lots of good people that we do like. You know what's funny? What's that? Because I, the photo for Bestie's thing is a picture of Pussy. <laughs> with hair so we all thought Pussy was actually the one that got a mention and then I only just read it today that it's actually they're recommending Bestie's Instagram wow oh so they didn't put P- Pussy's, Pussy's like one of my favourite Instagram accounts yeah, no, yeah so Pussy's is really good so anyway the whole point of us talking about this and Lev's fucking reading something that you can already read is to say who else we but, uh, look I don't I don't have much confidence in people actually going to the Gourmet Traveller website and navigating through their horrible yeah. horrible website the website is fucking terrible I'll update your website I'm Gourmet sure Traveller I'm everybody that listens saw it anyway I'm, I was clicking through so they didn't have to it's like 25 separate pages with names on it with ads interspersed through yeah them. they're trying to get the clicks bro <laughs> it's shocking they gotta they gotta you know make that American Express ad worthwhile <laughs> Um, so uh, Mitch and I put together a little list um, we're, you know, we're obviously going to forget a lot of people But some people that we Chefs and uh, people in the food world in Australia That we think you should follow In Australia or Australians overseas That's right um, So we should start with two, two Australians Two really good friends of ours That would definitely be on the podcast Were they still in the country um, And they are um, Jow at you Lou you, you, Jow at you, and it must be real good friends. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the Jowski. He's Jow. He's just yeah, Jow. Just Jow. <laughs> um, and Jowski. he's at the Jowski. Um, and um, and also he's uh, someone uh, regular collaborator, um, Bao Lao, Bao La, um, at Bao underscore La, and um, they op- opened restaurants in um in Singapore, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Um, the uh, Jow's restaurant over there is called Holy Fook. Yes. Uh, and what's Bao's spot called? Uh, La Gasson Saigon. So, um, Jao used to work for um, Maryvale and was instrumental in um, working alongside Hongi at Ms. G's and, and Mr. Wong. Yeah. And he also, um, Mitch used to be part with, with, with Hongi of a, of, a, of a group called Taste of Young Sydney. And one time Jao was, a, was a, like a, a young chef that did a dish for it. And it's one of my favorite dishes I've ever eaten. What he did like a, a bowl of ramen with, um, with meatballs. Do you remember it was like ramen broth? Yeah, the I chicken, think, I think chicken I stock ramen. It was, and it, and my entire life, all I've wanted is for Jao to come back. And make you that and dish again? No, just open a hole in the wall, like ramen noodle drink. spot would be so sick. But unfortunately, he's uh, cooking high-end uh, Making too much monies. What, 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 what kind of cuisine would you? It's like Chinese, yeah. Or? It's just jazz food. Jazz food. It's not really high end. It's just fucking tasty. Um, also on this list, um, Clayton Thomas, um, 
sorry, Clayton. Clayton who? <laughs> no, got, there are too many Claytons in my life. <laughs> um, Clayton from Automata um, is on the uh, on the Instagram list that GT put up, but um, also recommend uh, his sous chef. Is that who? Sous chef. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yuri at Yuri underscore Timmermans underscore. Um, he puts out like lots of great detail. If you like, if you like the dishes at Automata and you know interested to see the process and how those dishes get put together, yeah. um, Yuri's really great for that. Um, and also, uh, I guess your sous chef too. Yeah, Lil. Snowflake at, Lil. At Snowflake Lil on Instagram. Um, in a similar way that, uh, you know, she puts up a lot of great dishes from around Sydney, but also some, you know, watch how the bread is baked at, at Acme. And the pasta's made and stuff like that. She yeah. always puts up You don't actually bake bread up. That's just a saying. We make the potato bread, but yeah. Okay. I don't think she's ever put that photo up. That's though. a saying? That is, is yeah, that a like, saying? Don't, okay, I don't want to see how your bread gets baked, but... How much money did you make last year? That kind of thing. It's so, definitely right. it's, it's a confusing one to use on a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, our good friends over at Pinbone should definitely be followed at Pinbone. And speaking of making pasta, they've been doing a shitload of that. Um, they got hooked after like their stint at Ten William, and now they just they they were go- they were supposed to do a pasta night. Last oh really? Week. They were doing a pop up in their pop up restaurant, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, the day of, there was a fire in the electrical mains of the building. Oh, fuck. And they had to close, so they didn't get to do their pasta pot. That's classic Mike Eggett luck. Classic Mike Eggett. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely follow um, Pimbone. Um, who's this guy? James Edward Henry. James Henry. James Henry was is an Aussie that has been over in Paris for a long time and used to have a place called Bones and then moved to Hong Kong as well and opened a place called Boulogne, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we've talked about. And he's now back in Paris working on a couple of things. So it's one to stay tuned because I'm sure once it opens, everyone will froth all over it. Um, also, so that's, yeah, James underscore Edward underscore Henry underscore. Awful Twitter yeah. name. 
Instagram like, name. Instagram, whatever. It's probably Twitter too. Um, I'm sure he's in sync. Um, also from uh, Sydney, uh, the LPs Quality Meets boys. Yeah. Um, you can follow them at LPs Quality Meets. And also um, Shaz, who's been on the podcast before. Um, what's his name? Shannon DeBrunty. At Sadie 8 Shaz. Um, Is that how you say that? Satiate? 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 I don't know. It's always confused me. You know um, when you read a word and you just make up how it sounds in your own head and yeah, then you never want to say it out loud in case people make fun of you? I think that, I think on the second episode of The Mission, um, I was corrected for saying a very, very obvious word wrong. Yeah. Actually, I feel like that's happened every second episode. Yeah, it so yeah. It's The Mission Podcast. Uh, and finally... Um, uh, not necessarily a chef, but definitely someone you should follow if you like food in Sydney. Um, is uh, good food crap drawing? Yeah. And her more recent account, um, good wine crap, crap drawing. What uh, it's uh, run by Anna Vu. Yeah. And um, she is an awesome uh, texter artist who uh, draws. I I think not crap. I think really really great, yeah, but really simplified. Fun. Yeah. Kind of uh, dra- drawings fun. of uh of, of Sydney's best dishes. Yeah. It's a real honour to be... Uh, yeah, it is. It's a big one. Here. Yeah, I've only ever got one. I think I'm due for another one, Anna. What was it? The macaroni, which I still need to go the and get The pig's head macaroni? Yeah, yeah, I still need to go and get it off her. Oh, sick. Yeah. Definitely look lovely up in, your, up in Acme alongside Ooh. a picture of George Costanza. Yeah, in the toilet. So, those are our hot Instagram uh, pics, and we're going to try and um, add to that list when we when we see a good account. Are we? No, not really. No. I'm to know. I'm to... feel like that was boring. Was that boring? I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> Let <laughs> us know. The Mitchum Podcast at gmail.com. Which, you know, we're, we're, Give we're, us feedback because we'd really like to introduce some structure and things to this to make it more interesting for us to do and you to listen to rather than just listen to us talking. Yeah. And, an hour. and so it isn't like a really guest reliant thing. We want to have like a more structured yeah. kind of news format. We will have guests obviously in the future, but um, yeah. yeah, we're just you know trying to, trying to work on our, our, our repartee between the both of us. Yeah. Did I pronounce that wrong? Probably. Let us know. Mitchumpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, what's next on the agenda, Krillin? Can you want to talk to me about therapy and restaurants? Yeah, that was actually a really interesting article. I can't remember where it was. Uh, I've got it here. It was sure on... Um, was it New York Times? Yeah, it? it was on the New York, New York Times this week. Um, the uh, headline is, Stressed by success, a top restaurant turns to therapy. So basically, El Sala de Canaroca in Spain... In Girona. ...was... Uh, is implemented therapy sessions for staff. It's a really interesting article and it's I think it's something pretty prevalent to talk about because it's something that we don't talk about in the industry and it's you know it's a big thing dealing with distress and depression and inter- interpersonal relationships and all that kind of stuff in in hospitality. You know, you meet so many different people and you work in such close proximity and such stressful environments that you know it's probably something we need to be more aware of and talk about more so to see you know a industry leader worldwide introduce something like that is pretty huge you know you might even notice that sometimes i'm a lot more energetic and and up and involved in recording the podcast in other days and that's usually because i'm shitty or depressed or frustrated <laughs> for everyone listening right now this is mitch's excited this voice is, this is as excited as i get levens i'm trying to be it's a sorry no nah, i'm joking <laughs> but uh yeah so i think it's worth reading and you know we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about when we're pissed off and when we're depressed and what's going on and you know like we always you know playing golf for me has been a big part of that sort of stress relief and 
being out there, you know, whether it be with Clayton and Pussy or other friends and just being able to talk through the shit you had to deal with during the week and stuff like that, you know, and Cam, Cam, my business partner and I will often find each other having a laugh and maybe having a yell at each other to let some, some pent up frustration out. So it's really important that you have someone to talk to and don't bottle that shit up. Yeah. And I'd imagine even more important for young chefs as well. Like, you know, if this is like the first kind of high, yeah, high octane restaurant that they're working it's at. It's really not something that you're ever, you're ever taught. You know, when you, when you train to be a chef, you're taught how to cut something and how to cook something, but you're not taught any personnel skills or any social skills or anything like that or any, you know, stress relief skills or anything like that. And, and you'll you'll often have younger chefs like, you know, skip university to do a, a, a TAFE course or a cooking course instead. And I feel like university for, for some people is, is very important, especially if you've gone to like an all-boys school or whatever, like or, or an all-girls developing school. Social to d- skills developing social stuff. skills. And like sometimes like, you know, it can be a pretty caustic environment being in a very, you know, Yeah, it can be, like it can be quite negative and competitive, but it can also be really supporting and uplifting. And, mm. you know, and then that transitions into the whole point of being a chef is, you know, basically to one day run a kitchen or own your own restaurant and that's something else you never taught. You never, you know, you never taught how to manage staff or manage business partners or anything like that or just manage the day-to-day stresses of fucking having to pay the tax man or, you Mm. know, all that kind of thing. So, you know, I think it's really important to be able to talk about it and to know that everyone goes through the same shit and everyone has their moments and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. Is this something that you would consider kind of implementing at Acme or? Well, Acme couldn't really afford it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be pointed out that the, uh, this restaurant in question is a, uh, like a three Michelin star, yeah, 30 year old money, kind of institution. Money is an issue, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think it's important to talk about. And, you know, like I think young people, whether it be front of house, back of house, chefs, kitchen hands, whatever, it should be, they should be able to talk to their head chefs and their bosses openly and, you know, talk through stuff and, and sometimes, you know what, you just, there's some things you have to suck up and some things are, are that way and you can't have everything the way you want but a lot of the, t- you know, the industry's really changed now where we want our staff to be happy and we want to be happy and we want everyone to be enjoying their work and, you know, we can't do that without having open lines of communication and talking about shit like this that's not always the easiest thing to talk about. Yeah, I, I uh, ran The Dip, my restaurant, with my wife. Mm. Bianca, she, but we weren't even married when we when we opened it, and we were living together. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, you you guys are already living together. You're going to see each other every single moment that you're awake. You know, you're going to run this business together." Like, but we actually found the restaurant was really good because it allowed us a platform to get angry at each other, yeah. and, and, you could, and, and it was you could say, oh, "Okay, the anger is only because of the restaurant stress. Yeah. You get everything out of your system, <laughs> and then we'll fucking great at home." Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but also like you know as a managing staff as a restaurant owner that was probably like one of my man. least favorite things yeah, even though like for me i'm like you know such a just like a, a, i just can't not be like you know your friend you know yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm just immediately exactly. i go to the nice guy thing and yeah. so like a lot of my our staff like really walked all over me when it came to like you know they'd be like oh you know i'm i'm sick two hours before yeah. like we opened and or and then and then like I would because you know, I'm friends with them on Facebook I'd be like they'd be like oh how how good was the origin and I'm yeah, like fuck yeah, you yeah. <laughs> like yeah um yeah there's there's definitely a balance but you know you got to be able to talk you got to be able to talk basically and you got to be able to communicate with each other and it goes through all levels you know because 
you might work up to a stage in a big kitchen where you're a chef to party and you have you're in charge of people under you but then you have x amount of chefs that are your bosses as well and there's different levels of responsibility and you should be learning people management skills and all that kind of thing as you sort of move up the ranks but it's not really something you have time for in a busy restaurant every day so Mm. you know i think we all need to be aware of it and to make sure that people know that there's nothing wrong with being depressed or being down or having an off day and you know it's okay and you can talk about it i mean obviously there are ways that you can bond with your staff um if you are a business owner um that like you know i I don't think you can underestimate the value of staff parties and and stuff you know like just hanging out and yeah like we're pretty lucky all our staff really get along and a lot of them hang out on their days off and and that kind of thing and you know we try and encourage that and you know even just hanging around for a drink after work and having a laugh during family meal every night and stuff like that and balancing that out with the seriousness of, okay, okay, you know, we need to run a professional establishment and look after our guests but have fun at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So you check that one out over on New York Times. Um, again, it's called uh, Stress by Success, A Top Restaurant Turns to Therapy. Um, now, we spoke briefly about, you know, roles within the restaurant and, you know, the importance of, of, of you know, being able to, be expressive regardless of your position in uh, in the restaurant. And this kind of is a nice little tie-in to uh, some news that came from Noma. This was kind of reported almost everywhere. But um, I, it's really special to me because uh, I met the guy in question when, when, that, when Noma was over here. So basically, um, uh, Noma uh, reopening um, and they announced... Then, like, kind of all, all the different partners uh, of the of the restaurant, Rene Rizepi, renounced. Uh, sorry, announced all all the partners. Renounced, sorry. <laughs> and um, the cool news is that um, their dishwasher is a guy called Ali Sonko, um, who was an immigrant from Gambia, um, and uh, he is like an older bloke. Um, yeah, he's been at Noma since day one, basically. That's right, and like he, you know, he, he wasn't able to um, to 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 travel to the UK for them to, to accept an award years ago. And so they all wore his face on, on their t-shirts and he's, he's really like a, a big part of Noma and they, they brought him over for the uh, Noma pop-up in, in Sydney. And every Saturday night, um, he would, would come along with, um, our friend, uh, Kat. uh, yeah, Kat, um, oh, my mind's blank today. Sorry. Kat Bond. Kat Bond, Catherine Bond. Sorry, Kat. <laughs> uh, Catherine Bont would always bring like a bunch of people from Noma after work, after service to come out to one of my parties. Uh, I had quite a few very funny ones um, while Noma was here, like a, you know, a couple of 90s parties. I, had, I did a Justin Bieber versus Justin Timberlake party that they came to at the end. And Ali was always, always, uh, was always like with her. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I have, I have just really fond memories of this, like, super happy dude just kind of, like, dancing. Yeah, he and, is literally the happiest dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, did you hear that that, that he, who's, who's, who's been with Noma, but always has, you know, a dishwasher, which, but, yeah. you know, Rene Rezepi is really cool and respectful in that that is as important a role in the kitchen. The most important role, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's so, that's so fucking cool. So, um, I thought it would be a fun thing to do on the Mitchin each week is, uh, if you're a chef listening, uh, we want to send some good, good messages to your dishwasher. And so Mitch has prepared something for his dishwasher. Uh, have I? I did. Yeah, definitely, some, I definitely some poetry, didn't. right? <laughs> definitely did it. But I like we're. Oh Jesus! Knocked over, a, knocked over a delicious San Pellegrino sparkling water. We're pretty lucky as well. We've got a great kitchen hand, Danny Boy, who um actually used to work with Mike and Jem at Pinbone mm-hmm. back at the the Willara site, and when they closed, they um asked if we had any positions open, and we said yeah, we do. 
we were in need of a kitchen at the time and Danny Boy has been with us since so it's probably been about two years now and he he is the same sort of guy as Ali is like super happy all the time comes in works his ass off the days that he's not there the restaurant doesn't run as smoothly it's not as fun my job's a lot harder because Danny will run around doing a lot of stuff for me so you know it allows me to stay on Instagram and he, he'll make a salad or something like that you know <laughs> like we've had a calamari dish on the on the menu for a while and Danny's always checking that everyone's cooking the calamari properly and yelling at them if they're not and you know Ben Sears has taught him how to really tear into people and you know so now he walks around calling everyone a cunt <laughs> wait Ben so he learned to say the word like what learned to call yeah, ben, cunts from Ben and not ben's, you no not me like, that's ben's, very surprising Ben's been really encouraging him to really get up people so even like he'll like Ben's like even encouraging Danny to get up Ben so you know Ben will have a calamari on and Danny will come over and go, Ben, what the fuck are you doing? The calamari is overcooked, you fucking cunt. And, <laughs> and then Ben finds it hilarious. And then Danny will find it hilarious. So they both walk around laughing. And, you know, I try and encourage Danny to call Lil a cunt as often as possible. But he doesn't seem to want to do that, which is a bit annoying for me. But yeah. But <laughs> You're all about equality in the workplace. Yeah, equality in the workplace. That's it. So, that, yeah, Danny boy makes my life very easy. And um, I'm never giving him back to Mike and Jem. I'd pretty much pay him anything in the world. I hope he doesn't listen to this because like, <laughs> he makes more money than anybody else in the restaurant already, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, like you can't... I think this is something young young chefs and young floor staff really need to learn as well. Like the kitchen hand is like the most important person in the restaurant. I mean, like if, if you look after them, most of the time they'll really look after you, you know. Like Danny pretty much gets whatever he wants. He has you know he'll decide he wants a linguine in the middle of service and we'll make him a linguine <laughs> and you know like you can't you can't underestimate their worth because if you have a kitchen hand not show up the next day you're fucked mm-hmm. and you know to do that like it's a hard ass job and it's not a fun job but you know like and they should be respected for for doing that job day in day out and you know a lot of uh, you see a lot of young chefs treat kitchen hands like shit and it's it's really not on, and when you get a good one, you ha- you hang on you hang on to them for dear life. I did. Uh, I had the best the best kitchen McKinley. hand in Sydney for the longest time <laughs> at the dip. Uh, Daniel McKinley, uh, who was he actually the best kitchen hand, or was he just the most entertaining person for you to have around? He was just like yeah, like in in we talk about restaurant therapy. Like there's nothing like having someone that you just know is always going to appreciate a joke or will yeah. make you laugh at, at at a time or like you know will always be like the one that as soon as the iPod finishes he'll put on another album and it's always the album you can't wait to listen to and like that that you need to be in sync with someone and I feel like him it was always him. Yeah. And he, he was like even though he had to cut down shifts towards the end, he's like a graphic designer now too. So he's not like yeah. he's a he's really he's got a passion for, for washing <laughs> dishes. But he went when he started I, I know he was just like this perennially unemployed like Yeah, he was a bum. A bum and I, I but I always loved him. Yeah. And uh when I was opening at the restaurant I was like I think I'm gonna ask McKinley to be the kitchen because yeah. I was a fucking idiot. I I didn't know. I, I didn't hire anyone with any kitchen experience. No. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, man, do you, do you want to wash dishes when I open a restaurant? And he was like, okay. 
<laughs> and he was with us on, on, until the end, which is uh, yeah. yeah, really great. So uh, Danny Boy and McKinley, another two, two Danny Boys. Shout outs um, to, t- to uh, two great kitchen hands. And if you want to uh, say something lovely about your kitchen hand, uh, we'll get, shout in, them out. get in touch with us, uh, facebook.com slash the Mitchin or the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com. I think the project's actually going to work out on a bona fide proper website for us soon, which is very exciting. But, um, you know, Even you can. If they don't know it. You can they might send- want to fix the internet because it's pretty fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can uh, send send some kind words for us to read out about your dish hand, your kitchen hand, your dishwasher, or even record a, a message for them for us why to play. Not? Yeah, why not? That's a yeah. good idea. Um, so that's something that we want to push, push forward on episode, every episode. And whenever we have a guest on, we're going to make them talk about their kitchen hands. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of dish talk on the Mitchin now. It's going to be pretty exciting. Riveting stuff. Um, what have you got over there, Mitch? You got something that you want to talk about? No, I was just going to say, like, while we're going through articles and stuff that we missed, um, my favorite website, theringer.com, did a food week last week. Uh-huh. So it's an American-based website that's generally sport, pop culture, and a bit of tech stuff. They, um, you know, every now and then just decide to theme a week. So they got something to talk about, basically, and they did a food week Last week, and they had some really interesting articles on there about um, the Impossible Burger, which is a newly developed meat-free hamburger product. Um, it's pretty tech, and it's really interesting to read about. And it was pretty eye-opening. They talk about um, how inefficient making meat is, and how you know actually bad for the environment it is in the way of greenhouse emissions and that kind of thing so it's it's worth read and there's a lot of other stuff there's just from a farming point of view too and land yeah, exactly. land taking up like the amount of land that is used just, saying, just to feed the animals that yeah, we're going to eat yeah. is, to turn plant matter into meat is really inefficient and it's a technology that hasn't changed in a long long time so they're working on a more efficient way to tr- to turn plant matter into meat and there was an article on bluefin tuna and a bunch of other stuff. There's some videos up as well about chefs' last meals and that kind of thing. It's, it's my favorite website. It's probably about 90% of the podcasts I listen to are related to The Ringer. Mostly sports stuff, yeah? Sports, TV, pop culture stuff, and they have some food stuff every now and then as well. So, yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out and having a look through and getting distracted by NBA stuff and other things if you're interested in the same things as I am. Go check it out, theringer.com. Um, so we're going to wrap things up pretty soon. We're going to uh, do, do a music recommendation. Before we do that, we're going to uh, tell you to please get in touch with us um, and let us know what you would like from the mission now that we are back and uh, going to try and attempt to be more regular. Um, get lots of fiber. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com and uh, facebook.com slash the Mitchin um, is the easiest way to get in touch and check us out online. Um, you can find Mitch online at Instagrill on Instagram and at Krillin on the run on Twitter. Um, and I'm at LevDog, L E V D A W G, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I've got two other podcasts that you can check out too. One of them is a pop culture one called Hey Fam, and the other one is a comic book one called Serious Issues. Um, they're both of them pretty great, actually. Better than the Mitchin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we 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 thought we would end the Mitchin now because we've never. It's always kind of been, you know, very kind of chef focused, very guest focused in the past, and that can get you know trying to force an interview out of guests that that have little media experience can be pretty tough. And I, I kind of I love the idea of us fleshing our personalities out more through the podcast and doing things that are important to us. Yeah, you know? I like the idea of 
talking about shit that annoys me more. <laughs> uh, so we, therapy. Like, like, this like, is therapy for me. Yeah, we are sitting on couches, beautiful yeah, couches, really nice couches. Um, and uh, yeah, so we will have guests in the, in the future, but we are going to try and you know get some regular segments and you know news items, that kind of stuff to talk about each week. So if anything uh, tickles your fancy that that you might want us to discuss or yell about, um, please send it our way. Uh, so we thought we would also add some things that we like um, outside of the food world. Actually, this kind of definitely is part of the food world because definitely. if you've been to Acme, where Mitch is uh, head chef and owner, you will have uh, noticed that more often than not, the soundtrack is just extremely loud rap music. Um, I'm a hip-hop DJ by when I'm not playing 90s dance. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, we, that was like one of the... the we, we Mitch and I bonded over music before we bonded over food when we first met each other. And uh, always rap, particularly obnoxious rap. Um, and so we're going to recommend a, a rap song at the end of each uh, episode of the mission. Doesn't Michigan. have to be a rap song. It but will be a inevitably. Song. It would definitely, just be a rap song. But yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, a, a big big talking point for me over the last few weeks is that one of my favorite rappers, Future, has released two albums recently. But we, we, we've got plenty of time to feature those on on the, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go out with a closing song this week. Um, we're going to try and just rip the 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 the, the audio YouTube. from the um from the, so on on Jimmy Fallon. Which is a show that you shouldn't watch, but occasionally watch, watch the highlights on uh, highlights, on YouTube, yeah. especially when they have good musical guests. Uh, there's a great song at the moment called "Good Drink." Two Chains, Two Chains, Gucci Mane, and which Quavo. guy from Quavo from the uh, from Migos? Yeah, um, who also put out a good album already this year. Yes, uh, and uh, Quavo's on tour or something like that. So they uh, he wasn't available. He wasn't available yeah. to go in to perform this song live on Jimmy Fallon. So it was Two Chains, Gucci Mane. And instead of just omitting Quavo's verse, he kind of does the hook as well yeah. on this song. Uh, they had a choir, like a yeah. fucking thirty-person choir. It was great. The like chore- a gospel, a gospel choir. Gospel choir. Yeah. The choreography of the choir was pretty amazing. And they just did his his uh, his, his verse hooks. and yeah. and his and, and the hooks. So that's our song. What, what are we going to call this segment? Uh, so just call it song of the week. Song of the week. Yeah. Then we'll original. find some more trash music to. <laughs> to play in front of it so we're going to go out with a snippet of this uh, thank you so much for listening to the Mitchin and we'll see you hopefully next week thanks hopefully. so much thanks so I'll, much. Just, I'll just say shout out to Magdalena Rose oh yeah shout out to her new podcast The Pass shout out to Lee Tran Lam for still pushing on with hers unbearable lightness of being, being hungry. hungry two great uh, food podcasts for you to check out if you want more food podcast action in your in your life because god knows we won't be regular (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this is good drank Uh, see you next time at the mission thanks for listening peace Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 